Welcome to the Care Podcast with Brother Chenda Chenda, a podcast inspired by Mark 16, verses 15 through 16. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. The goal of CARE, Christ ambassadors reaching everywhere, is to spread the gospel of Christ to all. So feel free to download each episode and share with as many people as you can. Time is short, so we must do our part for Jesus before time runs out. Hi. Welcome to Christ Ambassadors Reaching Everywhere podcast, a podcast dedicated in challenging us to live an exemplary life. And I'm excited to introduce to you this episode, Who is Christ to You? Before we go into more details, I would like us to have a short prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mindfulness. We thank you for your interest over our lives. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, that came and died for us on the cross of Calvary and paid the huge price for sin so that we might all be reconciled back to you and hopefully spend a peaceful eternity in heaven. My prayer is that as we discuss this important topic, who is Christ to us? May your light May your enlightenment, I mean your understanding, shine through our heart and help us to have first and foremost personal encounter with Jesus. We pray that the Holy Spirit will minister through your word and through all that we're going to share here today so that at the end of it, we will know that Jesus had been with us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I want to welcome you to this episode of today. Who is Christ to you? You know, while looking at this topic, I was reflecting a lot about my beginning and my encounter with Christ. And I was asking myself, when did I hear about Christ the first time? Obviously, I'm from a family that were, to some extent, religious. Even though when I came to Christ, some of the expectation of a truly converted life into Christ is totally different from what I witnessed at home. Or maybe you might be listening to me and you're wondering, "Mm, when did I first heard about Christ? Can you remember? Some people probably in a movie set. Some people maybe on social media. Some people maybe when they studied religious subject while they're in school. Some other people is when someone uses the name of Jesus to curse or to blaspheme. Other people just figured the name all by themselves, maybe through research or just finding out something that they are very curious about. And others are like me. They learned it from their parents. They grew up hearing that name over and over again, probably in their family altar or maybe just going to church on Sundays. Uh, This podcast is, this particular episode is particular to everyone. And I don't want you to rush in answering this question. I want you to mean what you're saying. Who is Christ to you? And if you think about this carefully, you will begin to realize that it's a question that every one of us should be asking. Who is Christ to me? You know, there's a place near the town of Caesarea Philippi. Jesus Christ asked a question to his disciples. Who do people say that I am? You can find that in Matthew 16 verses 13 to 20. 
He just wanted to understand what was the worldly view of Christ. And the disciples did not hesitate to tell him and to relay the people's thoughts and the opinions. Some said that uh, he was John the Baptist. Others said that he was Elijah. Others said that he was Jeremiah. And others said that he was a prophet. And if you think about how they perceived Christ as Elijah, they were coming from a place of a straightforward character, a non-nonsense kind of guy. And someone that have some intense spiritual drive. He was so determined in his will to accomplish what God has asked him to do. So his qualities were great. They were really, really manliness. He was strong spiritually, physical, mentally, emotionally. And I think most of the people around at the time saw these same qualities in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So could say that it was very easy for the people to associate Jesus Christ with Elijah. Now, what about those that portrayed Jesus as Jeremiah? Well, Jeremiah was gentle, obviously. He was compassionate. He was kind. Uh, Jeremiah was merciful. Jeremiah was patient. No wonder he was nicknamed as the weeping prophet. He wept openly in the, in, in the public. Jeremiah was highly sensitive about God, about things he, God asked him to do. And he had a huge heart of love, great capacity for love. And he was kind. So, like Jeremiah, Jesus Christ of Nazareth was very much tender-hearted and possessed great feelings. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, is a fine blend of many characteristics of both men, which we will do well to emulate. But Elijah and Jeremiah together, and then you have a person who is tough but gentle, firm but compassionate, rugged and strong but blessed with great sensitivity and love. It would be good if we as truly born-again Christians, could adopt the same qualities in our own personal lives. As we just go about our daily businesses and do all our work and engage with people, we need to be firm against sin, against our adversary, the devil, Satan. But at the same time, we need to allow the Spirit of God and the power of compassionate living, full of love and grace and mercy, towards those that don't know Christ, those that have not encountered Him. We need to show that level of qualities. Well, if you think about the whole narration of Jesus Christ in the book of Matthew, why he wanted to know exactly, are people saying that I am? And if I ask you today, what exactly are people saying that Christ is around you? And what do you think Christ is really? If you understand this question, then you will know whether you have a personal relationship and encounter with Christ or not. Because you can know Christ just by head knowledge without any heart impact, heart transformation. If I look at Jesus Christ and recollecting all the various stages of my Christian faith and journey, I can clearly say that Christ, Jesus Christ was the banker to the poor and the unemployed. Jesus Christ was the banker to the poor and the unemployed man. He was the compass to the weary traveler, the bright and morning star, to the one walking in complete darkness, the healer of all sickness and disease, the savior for every sin, the deliverer from every addictive habit, the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, and fire to everyone who hungers and thirsts and come, the one whom King Herod could not destroy, the faithful husband to the bride. Do you know that Christ 
is the friend to the friendless, the physician to the sick and the psychiatrist to the confused. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of all lords, who was and is and is to come again, the good shepherd, the chief shepherd and the great shepherd, the last Adam, the great redeemer, the living word, the bridge over troubled waters, the anchor in stormy seas, the bread when we are hungry, the refreshing water when we are thirsty, the amen and amen and amen, the alpha and the omega, the first, the last, the beginning and the ending, and everything else in between, the rock of ages, the ancient of days, the holy one of Israel, the great I am, the problem solver, the burden carrier, and the lover of our souls. But most importantly, for me, the great gift of salvation to all mankind of eternal, everlasting life. Amen. Can I say that? Just itemizing that, I believe that you now realize how incredible Christ is. That is what Christ is to me. And I just don't want you to see this as something that is religious. I want you to think about personal encounter of Christ in your life. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Christ to you? This question is posed to everyone, all genders, all races, all ethnicities, all countries, all men and women, boys and girls, poor or rich, mighty and small. It's a question that if you don't take your time to answer today, you might not have the opportunity to answer it later. When you see him, he will be the one in charge and there is no way out. Everything about your life will be bare. His omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscience, all-knowing, all-powerful. Christ is everywhere. When I look into my life, you know, I, I made a decision to come to Christ 27 years ago, 29 July 1996. And I was quite young at the time, a teenager. And I was in this youth group. I was given the opportunity to come forward. Prior to this time, I've been very religious. In fact, I do preach back then in Africa, but I wasn't saved. I was really involved in a lot of religious activities. I was busy acting dramas, busy with coordinating youth programs. I was actively involved in what we call Christian activities today. But I had no personal encounter with Christ. There was no salvation. But on that fateful night, 29 July 1996, when the preacher asked for those that want to make decision for Christ. Now, I knew that I had to change. I knew that I had to turn my ways around. I knew that it was time to come back to Christ. So I made up my mind that I would do everything I can to come to Jesus Christ. So when they called us forward to decide for Jesus Christ, they called us forward to give our life to Christ. It was very difficult for me to come out because I was around those that had already made decision for Christ. So everybody thought I was one of them, but I knew I wasn't one of them. So I made up my mind to go forward. It was quite embarrassing, to be honest with you. Even in that camp, I acted a drama and it was so powerful and I spoke, yet I've not had any encounter with Jesus Christ. I've not come to the knowledge of Christ. The preacher keep calling so when I looked at my right and looked at my left, I can't continue like this. I just have to make a decision. I knew I was not living right. I knew that secretly I was still committing sin and I wasn't saved. I wasn't born again. So I made up my mind that 
It's either now or never. I went forward and I gave my life to Jesus. So when I went back to my room that night, the level of joy, the depth of joy that I experienced was unspeakable. You couldn't deny that I had an encounter that night. When I went back home and everybody saw me, I wasn't the same anymore. I was completely different because of that encounter with Christ. Remember, I didn't do it for my mom or my dad of my church or for those around me. I did it for me. I came to Christ all by myself. I personally accepted Christ. That is why when you come to Jesus, it's a personal thing. It's very individualistic. Do not allow churchiness and do not allow being engaged and involved in religious activities to make you believe that you are still part of those that has been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And I can challenge you today. You might be hearing me right now and you might be known. You might be popular. You might be busy. But you know that the personal encounter with Christ had not happened yet. And Jesus Christ wants you to come to him today. He's calling your name. I don't care what you have done. It doesn't matter. Christ is the savior of every sin. Even though you had come before, but you went back, you left. Or you're struggling with one sin or the other. Or you feel like your sins cannot be forgiven. You feel like you have gone so far. Can I tell you that Jesus is still compassionate? He died and he paid the price for your sin, for my sin. He gave his life. That's the very purpose why he came. So there is no point just being religious. There's no point just assuming the title of being born again or being a believer or coming to Jesus when you don't have the personal experience and a personal encounter with him. This is not about educating you right now. This is not about awareness. This is you making your own decision, making your own choice. I don't know what you have done. I don't know what you are doing. I don't know the state of your heart. And I don't know where you are hearing me right now. And I don't know what's the state of your mind. But I want you to know that the Son of God, Jesus, your Savior, is calling you. He said, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I mean, how long are you going to continue fighting this? How long are you going to continue stopping following Christ and giving yourself totally to him? How long are you going to continue saying that there's still more time and your days and time is ticking away and nobody knows when your day will come? We all have an expiry date. Who knows whether this podcast was created at such a time like this so that you can begin to turn your ways around. You can make a U-turn today and you can say, Lord Jesus, I'm here. I'm not going to run anymore. I've made up my mind. I'm coming back. I'm tired. The Son of God is here. He's right there where you are right now. In the car, in the kitchen, standing, walking, wherever you are now listening to this podcast, I want you to know that He is calling you home. And perhaps you've known who Christ is. But for whatever reason, your fire has gone down. Your passion has gone down. Your drive has gone down. And maybe you are in a confused state right now. And you are wondering because of the challenges and the difficulties of life and the pain and the failure and the things that you're going through, you want to give up Christ for that. I want you to know that it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Come back. Get the fire back again. Because the Son of God is waiting for you. And he can strengthen you again. And for those that have made up their mind and have committed themselves to the cost of Christ, 
and say they're going to live their life out for Christ day in, day out. And they've made up their mind that they've laid their hand on the plow, they won't turn back. I want you to know that God is going to give you the grace that is needed for you to finish well. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And I want you to wake up, comrades, brothers, sisters, wherever you are, small, big, tall, rich, poor. God is calling us to share the gospel to this dying world. To share the gospel to the hopeless world. Because the only hope is Christ. The only hope is Jesus. There is no hope in drunkenness. There is no hope in living the life that is contrary to the will and the plan of God. There is no hope in the things that just have transit happiness and joy. Christ gives the greatest and the most lasting joy and peace. As we wrap up on this episode today, I want to ask you again, who is Christ to you? Are you just going to continue like this? Like Christ never existed? Or maybe you're out there right now and you know exactly what I'm saying. You want to come back to Christ. You want to give your life to the Son of God. You want to accept Him as your personal Lord and Savior. Can I tell you that Jesus Christ is right there and He's knocking at the door of your heart and He's asking you to come back. The Son of God is asking you to come back because He has paid the price of everything. Maybe you have been condemned. Maybe you have been criticized. Maybe you have been judged. Maybe no one is doing anything to help you any longer. But I want you to know that the Son of God loves you regardless of what you have done. If you can make up your mind to say, Lord Jesus, I know that I have failed. I have tried and I'm tired of living this life that is opposing to your will and to your plan and to your instruction. Today I'm coming back. I want to lead you to Jesus Christ. I want to ask you to come back to him. I want to ask you to accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior today. So wherever you are, you want to give your life to Jesus. And I want you to just say this prayer and say, Lord Jesus, I know I have sinned. I know I've gone astray. But Lord, I'm coming back to you today. I'm tired of running away. I'm tired of postponing this day. I'm tired of walking away. You've been chasing me in different means. But today I'm making that decision. I will follow you for the rest of my life. I accept you today as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Because I believe you died for me. And you rose again for me. That I might have eternal life. Jesus, come in today. Because I want to walk with you for the rest of my life. I will not run anymore. Thank you for the answered prayer. Amen. Amen. If you say that prayer after me, I'm just going to pray with you, Lord, now. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for that woman. Thank you for that man, that boy, that girl. Thank you for this one that have made up their mind to follow you. I'm praying that you will have mercy. You will forgive them. And you accept them as your own sons and daughters today. And the power of your death the power of your resurrection and the power that breaks every bondage and the yokes and the cuts of sin that today you will liberate them and set them free completely and bring them back to yourself that they will serve you for the rest of their lives i want to thank you for those that are coming back fully that once knew you you will redeem them again you will accept them again and you will change their lives Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've done today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, if you have done that sincerely from your heart, something has happened to you. You know, the Bible said in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, 
that if any man be in Christ, any woman, any boy, any girl, any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. We are justified by his blood. We are justified by faith. And the Bible says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God will be merciful unto the unrighteousness and their sins will, will he remember no more. I want you to know that if you did that confession from your heart, that Jesus has come into your heart. But this is just the beginning. This is the journey that we've just started. Wherever you are in the world, I believe that you will find a Christian gathering if you don't have one already. But if you have one, try to make it known. Tell your uh, youth pastor, tell your youth leader, tell your, your pastor, tell your husband, tell your wife, tell your friends, tell your colleagues. Tell people around you of what God has done to you. So that you're making it clear and publicly, you're not hiding like Nicodemus. Say, I have come to Christ and I'm changing my ways. And as a means of support, truly true Bible-believing churches will support you and they will help you. And I would like you to continuously make up your mind not to give up, which is the gospel according to the book of John, chapter 1. You can take one verse at a time. And then from there, you can move to Romans. Uh, these are New Testament books in the Bible. Uh, if you don't have access to a copy of the Bible, you can you can download Bible app on your phone and you can just follow from there. But if you want to hear from us and and to support you in this journey, you can write to us via email using this email address, contact at careministry.global. Contact at careministry.global. And I can't wait to hear from you as you continue to live for Christ and continue to be passionate about what Christ has done for you today. May God bless you and keep you. Until next week, remain blessed. You've been listening to The Care Podcast with Brother Chenda Chenda. For more information on how to work and connect with us, email contact at careministry.global or visit our social media handles. And be sure to share and download this podcast. Until next time, stay blessed.